Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Every Christmas Eve of my childhood included a late night drive back home. We'd depart a family gathering around 9 p.m., sometimes already in our pajamas and traveling familiar routes home. Any other time, I'd happily take a nap or have my face buried in a Game Boy. But on Christmas Eve, I always looked out the window. There was only ever one night like this every year, where the Walmart parking lot would be entirely empty. Only one night per year where the intersection, normally illuminated by the gas station lights, was eerily dark. I don't recall ever complimenting on it as a kid, but I remember how strange and special it felt to see the world like this. I'm sure it didn't happen every time, but more than would indicate a coincidence, the song Silent Night would come on the radio. We'd all just listen, holding our own silence to the tires humming, uninterrupted by traffic, as the words, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, warmed our ears. Until this day, I sometimes find a reason for a short drive on Christmas Eve. I still love the feeling of a world finally relinquishing itself to rest. A couple of weeks ago, I told the story of the ark and the tent to the children in godly play. The story places the ark of the covenant holding the tablets inscribed with the Ten Commandments in the desert. As special pieces are added in front, around, and above it to help people get ready to come close to something so special. As the story develops, not only do the rooms and coverings increase, but so do the restrictions on who gets to approach the ark. In the prep notes for the story, we're instructed to pay attention if children pick up on the exclusionary implications of this part of the story. And, unsurprisingly, my daughter, one of our children, when asked the wondering question, what part of the story could we leave out and still have all the story we need, said, I don't like that only special people could go in and see it. I felt the same way about holy things. If you were to ask me for my immediate definition of holy, I'd say something special. But the specialness is more of a set-apart thing, 
like something that would be enclosed in glass with velvet ropes to keep you from even breathing on it. This week, I heard Silent Night for the first time in 2023, and there was that word again, holy, is everywhere right now. Obviously, the word holiday and what we choose to observe on such days has changed from its original meaning. Christian observation of holy days were days set apart for observation, for purposeful disruption to normal routines occasions for feasts, celebrations, and revelry. I was curious about the roots of the word holy and discovered that it comes from the old English word for whole, as in togetherness, harmony, completeness. So maybe we can think of the word holiday as a wholeness day. When I think of the word holy in this way, as an effort towards wholeness, suddenly I find myself leaning in towards it instead of backing away. When I think of the word holy in this way, of coming closer to a wholeness, I start to wonder if I was seeing something holy in the empty Walmart parking lots. As Quakers, we gather with the expectation that there is an inner guide a divine presence, a spirit that speaks to us and guides our lives. We often know it is this voice that is speaking to us when it moves us towards compassion, love, and justice, when other forces would like us to respond with hatred, violence, and and injustice. When we find ourselves able to listen and to respond from that spirit-led place, we move in confidence, humility, and grace. It is listening to this alternative voice within us that has moved Quakers to be a purposefully countercultural presence in the world. But we know it's not always easy to access the other way within us. It requires us to slow down and to enter into deep listening to the various inner voices, to speak to them gently, but ultimately to find the seed of truth within it all. When we are listening and responding from that place, dare I say there is a feeling of wholeness, of togetherness with ourselves in this other wisdom, this other light that shines through us. I must have known there was something calling me to wholeness when I felt the holiness of those empty Walmart parking lots as a child. There was something whole about the world For just that night, there was an inbreaking of something sacred. Only because the machine of consumerism got its fill from consumer spending did it relinquish its grasp on our souls for one day. But it still created a moment in time where the world was free from the pressures of consumerism where we could enjoy something else, anything else. There was a new energy, a new spirit to places trapped in the monotony of everyday life. And it was compelling and worth paying attention to. I think this is why gatherings like this one this morning are still needed. 
but also why it's so hard for things like this to survive. A Quaker community is a strange thing by the world's standards. The way we make decisions, the way we talk about money, the way this community functions assumes an alternative vision of the way the world could be. When we come together, it's as if we create the opportunity to be reacquainted with that which brings us wholeness. I know I need these frequent experiences with holy things, whether that be worshiping with all of you each Sunday or catching a small glimpse of the world living in harmony to make it easier for me to carry this wholeness with me in every moment. Friends, we offer queries each Sunday as a resource to you, should you want to take them into open worship with you. But by no means are they the, the fence in which you need to stay. Um, so I offer these freely to you. When have you experienced something in the routines of normal life that awakened you to an alternative way of being in the world? How do you stay in touch with what makes you whole? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.